plan for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our empowerment architect and goddess gardener, Cynthia Bryan, as she engages in energetic exchanges with success experts, bringing you research, innovations, strategies, and techniques to strengthen your life, business, and personal spaces. Be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and empowered. Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. The party starts now. Well, hello, Power Partners, and welcome to Star Style. Be the star you are. I am Cynthia Bryan, your host, and I'm so thrilled to be with you. It's Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific, and that means that we are coming to you live on the Voice America Network. This is the Empowerment Channel, where we hope to elevate the conversation, give you tools for living, and help you to live your dreams and also make informed decisions about life choices and things that are important to you. Well, a study just came out, you might have already read it, that U.S. life expectancy dropped 1.5 years between 2019 and 2020. Um, Obviously, that's because of the pandemic, and that's here in the United States. And so hopefully we'll be able to get this more under control and um, and we we won't be dropping anymore, but that is what the newest thing has uh, said. So I hope that that none of you will be in that 1.5 percent um, lower action. The miracle moment for today is brought to you by Be the Star You Are charity, and Be the Star You Are will be participating in the Pear and Wine Festival coming up on September 25th. And if you would like to get involved, volunteer, or sponsor, please get in touch with us. Visit bethestarur.org for more information. We want to give a shout out to our two uh, sponsors, MB Jesse Painting and La Mirinda Weekly. So we are very happy that they are going to be sponsoring us. La Mirinda Weekly is lamarindaweekly.com, mbjessiepainting is mbjessie.com, that's two S's and two E's. And this is from Alan Cohen, you can't get to heaven by putting other people through hell. And I thought this is always very apropos. You also might have read uh, that United Airlines is going to be requiring its 67,000 U.S. employees to get vaccinated against COVID-19 by no later than October 25th, or they risk termination. And it's the first U.S., um, a major U.S. carrier that has done this hours after United announced it. Um, Frontier Airlines, they also announced that their employees have to be vaccinated on October 1st. And, you know, up until now, airlines have kind of resisted it. But I thought what was so uh, crucial, United Airlines sent out, if you are a mileage plan member, you got the memo. I got the email. And it said, throughout the pandemic, we've made it a top priority to keep you and our employees safe from COVID-19. We all learned a great deal about this disease, including that vaccines are by far the most effective way to protect people from the virus and its variants. 
an unvaccinated person, now listen to this because this scares the bejeebers out of me. An unvaccinated person is about 50 times more likely, 50, five, zero, to be hospitalized for COVID-19 than a vaccinated person. But this is where the kicker comes in. 300 times more likely to die when infected. So that statistic is incredibly compelling. And uh, I just want to urge everyone to get vaccinated, not only for yourself, but to save the planet, too. And it's just it, we have we have a way to do it now. And so please consider it. And don't listen to me. I want you to uh, do your own research and I want you to contact your own physicians and make your own decisions. And please don't listen to the politicians or the church leaders or any of these people that are standing on platforms saying stuff. That's why I say don't listen to me, do your own research. But that is my opinion because I think ending this COVID-19 is going to free up our economy, get our kids back to schools safely, and help us all maybe get back to a life that we enjoyed a little bit earlier. Now with that, uh, today's show, we have uh, different things that I wanna talk about, and I'm excited about it, is I, I wanna talk about my three rules, and I'm gonna do that just coming right up. I have three rules in life. They are smile, have fun, and be wild and wacky. And I'm gonna tell you why those are my rules. And I do feel that if you embrace these, you're gonna live a happier, more balanced life. Uh, being in lockdown throughout the year has given us that blessed realization that having access to nature is really critical to our well-being. So in the second segment, I want to talk about how we can rediscover underutilized garden areas to find our fresh air and our safety in nature and, you know, make outdoor rooms um, be our sacred space because we really need them. And finally, there is a symphony playing daily in the garden, and I just want you to open your door or window to hear the melodic concert of nature. Musicians include the thousands of bees buzzing, hummingbirds bustling, birds singing, frogs croaking, water trickling, owls hooting, crickets chirping, coyotes howling. Uh, there's so much going on. You know, do you have a favorite orchestra? So stay tuned for our full hour, and we will have a lot of fun um, discussing all these different issues. And hopefully when the show is over, it will you'll have some food for thought. So I want to tell you about my three rules for living as the star that you were born to be and how to live your dream. Now, in all my acting classes or coaching classes that I've ever taught, I always start by telling people that they have three rules and that they're mandatory. And I insist that people um, abide by them. And of course, students always go like, oh my God, another rule, you know, immediately people get apprehensive until they hear what they are. And then they realize, wow, we could have fun with this. So my three rules are you must smile, you must have fun, and you must be will willing to be wild and wacky. That's it. Those are my rules. They're not hard to obey. If you have the guts to stretch and reach out and risk making a fool of yourself, I always make one of myself. So that's exactly what you must do to find that inner fire and to live your dream. And when you follow these three rules or guidelines or whatever you'd like to call them, you will encounter a new and more authentic you. You'll really be real. You'll listen to your heart 
and you will learn how to follow your inner wisdom and be more successful. So you're probably wondering right now, will these rules help me be the star I am or want to be? And very simply, I just want to say yes. So let's start with smile. When you smile, it is difficult to be sad. When you're smiling, the little things in life just don't get you down for long. And because a smile brightens the lives of those you meet and their joy bounces back to you. A smile helps you see the world in a positive light and that increases your enthusiasm and creativity. And a smile exudes confidence and it helps you deflect negative interactions. Uh, also, a smile is actually the cheapest thing that you can do as an improvement tool. Um, I, and I really do mean that because smiling is so powerful. It can hold in itself the enthusiasm of, you know, pure laughter, as well as an expression of, of what's happening in your day. So you want to develop the habit of constantly smiling as an exercise of endurance and of courage and receiving everything that life is going to give you because there are going to be unexpected things for sure. But if we can even take these unexpected things that happen to us with a smile, we're going to be able to be more Zen and more um, balanced as life throws us those curveballs. And as we know, we're going to get plenty of curveballs in life. Now, having fun. Every moment is definitely more satisfying when you decide to be playful. So having fun means you need to adjust your attitude. So even life's emergencies can be met with grace and they can be seen in a perspective. So if you choose to be in a good mood and laugh at life, you're going to go with the flow and you're going to live in that moment more frequently than you would if you were always flustered or bothered by all those curveballs that are thrown at you. And that is really about how we need to enjoy the unexpected. Because as we say, you know, life happens when you're making other plans. So the only thing we should expect is the unexpected. Sometimes the unexpected is going to be great fun and going to be very playful and going to pleasantly surprise us and excite us. But other times it could be a tearjerker. It could be sad. It could be very unpleasant. But if you learn that both are just project, uh, projections and that there really is no, you know, uh, right stuff, it's only our mind that discriminates. And then if we can just smile through the pain sometimes, then we're going to have better outcomes. And, you know, I've always said, you know, when one door closes, a window probably opens and that's all about accepting defeat. Uh, so many of us, I mean, I would like to say all, but that's not actually always a reality that, you know, we, we, we go through challenges in life and sometimes we have huge disappointments or huge sadnesses. But when we realize that this too shall pass and that we just have to take proper action to transform a defeat into a victory and with that, we put a smile on our face. And the fi final one is to be wild and wacky. I often say just be wild and crazy, but I don't mean crazy like loco in the cabeza, you know, like, like really crazy. I just mean having fun. There, this is really 
and truly probably the most important of all of my rules because this is the one that makes that difference between living Thoreau's life of quiet desperation or becoming that star, that authentic star that you already are. When you are willing to be wild and wacky, it means that you take measured risks and you put yourself in potentially uncomfortable situations that could turn out to be beneficial. I mean, how often have you been offered an opportunity and you want to turn it down because you're, it's really outside of your comfort zone, but when you step into it, it turns out that you met some powerful person or someone that was completely unexpected that you thought, wow, <laughs> I now I can you know, pitch this or pitch that. If you can do this, it is very beneficial for you. So this is a way to ask for what you want and not be afraid to fail. Because remember that our biggest failures sometimes lead to our greatest successes. If we can learn to laugh at ourselves and we can stretch beyond our wildest imaginations, you know that there is a saying that we have to go out on that limb because that's where the fruit is. And I can say on a personal basis that every time I take these measured risks and be a little wild and wacky and let go of ego and expectations, magic happens. Really great things, you know, actually come into your life. So you want to stop playing it stay safe and you want to strive for excellence. So do the unexpected. Reach for the stars and expect to land on them. And with those three important mandatory rules for life from Cynthia Bryan, you will be ready to go on your journey to be your best self. And no matter what, it all comes back to that smile that you have on your face. Smile at yourself. Look in the mirror and smile. And you know, a smile gives your face value. When you walk down the street, make sure that you smile at people. And if you pass someone who is homeless, offer them a smile and a kind word. We never know what that smile can do for someone else. And we get better and better at it the more we practice. So start filling the gaps of your daily life with smiles and also with the fact that you want to have fun. So be willing to take those risks. I'm Cynthia Bryan. You're listening to Star Style. Be the star you are. We will be back in a minute after a short break. So during the break, practice your smile. Be the star you are. The star you are. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Are you seeking a dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world. Lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR. 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 
and visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan, www.cynthiabryan.com. This business of show business is calling out to me. Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryan, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show. Well, now this power party, we're going to be talking about, of course, one of my most passionate um, projects or my most passionate thoughts, and that's nature and going into nature and the healing nature of nature. Uh, Alan Cohen said, nature is the original church. Worship there daily. And I absolutely agree with that. If we have learned anything from the pandemic of the past 18 months, it is that our greatest blessing is to be able to go to outdoors and to breathe some fresh air. And many people, you know, hike in the hills or they walk um, around a lake or they take a jaunt to the ocean, uh, whatever they do to calm their nerves, preserve their sanity. But for those of us who are fortunate enough to have either a garden or a balcony or a porch or a patio, we can open a door and escape the confines of a lockdown. So the majesty of Mother Nature, it just rivals the most exquisite man-made cathedral in my estimation. Throughout my landscape, I have designed little areas that stimulate my senses and then induce a sense of tranquility and connectivity with the natural uh, world. I mean, I've dubbed these my sacred spaces. These are places where I can meditate, I can watch the wildlife, I can listen to birdsong, I can commune with the breeze, I can rest my weary legs, maybe take a nap, or sometimes just sit and contemplate life. I mean, my sacred spaces provide a structure amidst the chaos, and it's a respite against the turmoil of the times. We can all expand our living environment by crafting outdoor elements that are going to nurture our spirits, our emotions, and our bodies. And here are just a few of my favorite strategies to help all of you recast your living space into a serene yet lush oasis, no matter how small of a space you have. So first one is water. The sound of water is immensely soothing. If you listen to the gurgling of a fountain or the rippling of a stream, it heightens creativity. Now, birds splashing in a bird bath bring a smile to my face, talking about smiles. I just love watching them play. You know, a pond with a recirculating pump provides a happy home for frogs. And if you have it deep enough for fish, if it's not deep enough, there are most likely the raccoons will come in there and get your fish. But even for the smallest balcony, patio, or even windowsill, you can get a small little recirculating fountain 
so that you can listen to the sound of water. I have one that is right outside my door here as I do this radio show. And it, it's, a, it's like a meditation for me. So water is like my number one go-to for a relaxation, emotional well-being, sensory experience. A hammock. Now, you do need a little bit of space for a hammock. But hanging a hammock from two trees is the ultimate in shaded relaxation for me. I have a hammock strung between a giant magnolia and Japanese maple. And I have to tell you, there is nothing quite like swaying in this hammock, looking up at the light as it dances between the branches. The colors of the leaves are forever changing. And when it is really hot out and I am exhausted, there's nothing like a hammock for an afternoon nap and just provides a piece of paradise. Now, if you have a balcony or a porch, you can string a small hammock um, on out on your, um, your area. And sometimes you can just buy one of those swing hammocks too. And that brings me to the next thing, which is called a swing. <laughs> I've installed a metal garden swing behind my pond that is flanked by uh, orange birds of paradise and midnight blue agapanthus. And I just added a couple of comfy cushions and I can silently swing while I'm listening to the aerating pond and I'm watching the aerial antics of squirrels spiraling through the loquat tree next to it. So if you can't hang a hammock, you can actually buy just a small upright stand on its own swing. And some of them are uh, big enough that are like a hammock that you could take a nap on. So you may enjoy that. Other things, of course, would be tables, chairs, and benches. Now, throughout my hillside and landscape, I have placed multiple tables, chairs, benches in specific areas to encourage me to take a break from the hard labor that I do here um, on my little mini farm. I mean, currently I am rebuilding a river rock canal that the wild boars dug up last summer. And I had been busy, um, as you've heard me speak before, of building a boar barrier for the last few months. The boar barrier is finished, but now I have to redo this, um, this river rock canal which is when winter comes, it is part of, um, of the creek and the water runs down it. But if I don't make it into a proper canal, it just becomes a washed out mud, terrible, um, and it could just erode all of the hills. So I have to get these rocks in. And that's what I've been working on this week. So I get pretty, pretty tired from doing that. So um, I do have a wooden picnic table under an apple tree, and it just begs me to take a lunch period because sometimes I forget about that. And then I have a bench that faces the hills and that beckons me to behold this doting deer and her twin fawns as they forage. They come every day at around 5.15. And if I am on that bench, they, uh, you know, they're only a few feet away, but they just don't seem to mind that I am there watching them. And I really enjoy doing that. Also, I put just a small rocking chair in a corny, cozy, cozy nick because um, that allows me to remove my mud boots. And at the same time, I can watch the sunset because the boots that I wear on the hill are uh, rather cumbersome. And unless I sit down on the chair, it's hard to get them off. The other thing are paths and walls. Now, 
whether you use gravel, bricks, decomposed granite, which is called DG, pavers, flagstone, creating paths throughout the garden allows for interesting patterns and yard exploration. And because I believe in recycling, upcycling, repurposing, I always utilize whatever materials are available when I'm building anything. And lately I've been building stairs and uh, meandering paths and retaining walls. So one of the things when I was just redoing my um, old, old deck, I had a former built-in redwood bench that was like 20 feet long. And instead of trashing it, I turned it on its side to be reused as a retaining planter box underneath the deck. And it just looks fantastic. And then bricks that I used to have on a stairs, I have repurposed those to be a separation element to the revamped below deck walkway. And it, uh, I, um, I put decomposed granite and then bricks and decomposed granite and then bricks. And it borders a tangled wisteria forest. And it just is, it, it looks great. So, and the, and the upside of that is um, not only am I recycling and keeping things out of the dump, but I'm also actually saving dollars because in order to dispose of this, you have to pay for some of these things. And especially if you have wood, a lot of wood isn't going to be able to go to the dumps or recycle, depending on the type of wood. But um, some woods they're not taking unless you pay a fee. So it's also, um, you know, it's money saving as well. The next thing are pergolas, gazebos, decks. And when I'm talking uh, about garden design with clients, I always find that if you have the space to have a deck, it's a great gathering spot. And if you can have, a, if you have a hillside and you can put a gazebo or a small pavilion, they're stately structures, and it's a beautiful place to sit and embrace the view, and also offer gratitude for this extra outdoor room, which is an extension of your house. Now, on my deck, I under my grape wisteria and bower vine pergola, I can unwind after a long day by soaking in the hot tub that I put there, and I call this my prayer place because if I, as I'm sitting bubbling away, I can gaze up at the twinkling stars above. And I'm telling you, my body aches a lot after all the work I do, the physical work. And so it really helps to have this hot water in this beautiful spot that I can look at the stars. And when it comes to plantings, the selection of specific plants is critical to the overall color and scale of any garden. Now, my goal is always to witness botanical interest, you know, 365 days a year. And that is through express attention to the trees, flowers, shrubs, bulbs, vegetables, herbs, and bushes that I plant. Now, every season brings a change to the landscape. So here in California right now, you know, roses will bloom for nine to 10 months if you're regularly deadheading them. So those are always a great thing to put on your planning list when you're going to plant a garden. Uh, perennial sweet peas, they flourish with their pretty purple pea heads from spring until autumn. And they, when, you know, they're called perennial uh, sweet peas because they are perennial. They will die back and then they will come back um, on their own 
in uh, in the springtime, and they tend to um, self-propagate themselves, which I really, really like. I've noticed them. I planted them here in my garden, but they actually grow wild up in the Sierras, and I thought that was quite interesting. I've seen them on hikes up in Lake Tahoe and, and um, when I am in the Sierras, so that's kind of a good thing to plant as well. Right now, the pink naked ladies are popping up to smarten the summer soils. And they are so spectacular because they are beautiful when most of the plants find it too hot to shine. Today, it's just about 100 degrees here. And, you know, everything seems to shrivel up except for the roses and the naked ladies. And the naked ladies, if you don't know what they are, in the winter time they get a beautiful green foliage that looks a little bit like agapantha foliage. But then that dies off, and what I do with it, because I have a barnyard, is when it dries, and it really dries, it gets dry just like straw, I collect it and I put it in my barn as straw to for the pigs and the goats and the chickens to use as their, um, their bedding. And then it, there's just these kind of bulbs that are sitting on the ground, almost look like a turtle back. And then at this time of the summer, all of a sudden, a spike just pops up. It's just one day it's not there, and the next day it's there. And it opens up to this beautiful lily-like flower. Um, and they come in different colors, mostly deep pink, light pink. And some of them are kind of a off-white. And I do have all three of them. And um, the bees just love them, and so do the hummingbirds. They just love the deep throats, and that's it's really fun to watch the hummingbirds go in there. So consider those. The other thing that you want to consider planting would be deciduous trees that offer spectacular autumn colors, such as Japanese maple, pistache, crepe myrtle, and liquid amber. So when you think about creating your sacred space, make sure you are bringing the indoors out and the outdoors in because you can expand your home environment by mimicking and mingling colors, patterns, themes, and shapes throughout both areas because great design amplifies your emotional well-being. You can just rediscover forgotten and overlooked spots. And then you want to feel the vibes as you're developing your scheme. And always keep comfort and safety at the forefront of your mind. But the reality is, is by using your imagination to unearth the endless possibilities, you are going to really enjoy the outdoors and nature. Because um, Mother, Mother Nature really is the original, original church. And um, when we talk about our in, going from the inside out and one of the surprise blessings of the year is our recognition and use of this additional living space that is outside, we know that we can um, escape our confinement or sometimes maybe even our family um, during this pandemic and we can gather safely afterwards when life begins to open up. So we want to rediscover this square footage that is just waiting beyond the door because all of us have these true living spaces, these actual rooms that you can live in with all the added benefits of being in the fresh air. You could, you know, if the weather is great at nighttime, 
and you don't have bugs, you could even have a day bed or an air bed and sleep under the stars just as if you were camping. So, but you know, for many properties, outdoor areas are low on the to-do list. So if you want to create a beautiful, functional and enjoyable um, outdoor space, even though it can be exhausting, we have to look at it from a design perspective and we need to move it to one of the top of our priorities because a well-designed outdoor living space will be able to enjoy literally all year long, just as we enjoy our indoors. And again, this year, people are spending much more time outside in their yards or their balconies or their front porches or their patios or whatever they have. And then you can just develop your backyard living space and extend that feeling of your interior design and integrate it with the natural elements of your outdoor space. And everything will be connected. So I think that you will really love it, especially if what I like to do is I like to use the colors outside that I use inside so that there's a beautiful flow. So the inside is out and the outside is in. But, you know, you use different textures and shapes and patterns uh, so that it's not just kind of a monolithic idea, but the that the principles um, make sure that they all integrate together. So you're going to look to structural considerations. That means you have to see if you have to redo any retaining walls, if you're going to have an engineer come in or a landscape architect. Maybe you want to put in a pool or you, maybe you want to put in some kind of outbuilding, or maybe you want a fire pit. And if you're going to do a fire pit, I love fire pits, but right now in California, I don't dare light a fire pit, even though I have covers because of all of our fires. But you understand, I think what I'm saying is that by proper space planning, we can make our outdoors really cozy and private and expansive, and we can make it a really beautiful play area for everyone in our family and for our friends to enjoy when they come to visit us as well. And hopefully we'll be able to have more visits in the near future. So don't forget to do out your have sound that can be outside and that you also want lighting. So because lighting is really critical to what we will enjoy. So you can get solar lighting um, and just have to put it in specific places. But again, the possibilities are endless and you can create your own um, just wonderful, wonderful outdoor space that is going to feel like we are honoring Mother Nature. She's being our original church, but we're getting a more balanced life with peace as a bonus gift, no matter what's happening around us. And as this latest Delta variant spreads its dangerous virus tendrils, again, I urge everyone to talk with their physicians, listen to the science and get vaccinated and then discover your sacred space, breathe and spend as much time outdoors as possible one of my Be The Star You Are volunteers just emailed me yesterday from Minnesota and said, I go for walks on our nearby trail as often as I can because it's a way to escape to nature. And I know how you feel about that. So off I go. And I just want to end this segment with saying, 
So off you go, get out into nature and worship there because you are going to feel so much better. And if you're in the um, Moraga area in California on September 25th, put it on your calendar to come visit me at the Pear and Wine Festival, where we will have our uh, Express Yourself team, many of our reporters and hosts will be there. And we're going to be giving away complimentary books. Visit us at bethestarur.org. We'll be back in a bit, so I hope you don't go away. Be the star you are. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. You have a terrific company and you've worked hard to create a a wonderful firm, but how can you keep on track to make the best better? A few good ways are to rally the people around you around a clear common goal by sharing your mission. Employees want to know they are making a difference and they want to see how they fit into the big picture. Communicate your goals and offer ways for employees to really get to know one another. Offer mentors to new members. By shadowing other successful employees, the newcomer learns about the organization as a whole. Recognize and reward excellence to make employees feel valued and appreciated. Offer flexible hours and special leaves when possible. Encourage learning new skills by providing training or tuition reimbursements for courses. This is always helpful to the company. And most of all, provide a sense of fun and excitement. Although a competitive salary is an enticement to stay with a company, the majority of people want to work in an environment that provides more than just monetary satisfaction. Remember, you're the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business bite from Star Style. For more information, visit CynthiaBryan.com. That's CynthiaBryan.com. The annual cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over $225 billion. Help increase literacy, reduce violence, and improve positive media messages by making a tax-deductible contribution to Be The Star You Are charity. A top-rated nonprofit, Be The Star You Are promotes positive role models, produces positive radio broadcasts, and donates positive books to empower women, families, and youth. Be a power partner and join our galaxy of stars. Visit our website at bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to P.O. Box 376. 376 Moraga, California, 94556. Be the star Dare to care. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. Okay, well, we are back. And now I just want to talk to you about buzzing on. 
because um, there really is a symphony playing daily in our gardens. Um, Mary Johnston wrote, I am weary of swords and courts and kings. Let us go into the garden and watch the minister's bees. <laughs> and that's something that I kind of do on a daily basis. You know, while my husband turns on the stereo to listen to his favorite tunes, I just merely open my door or, or my window and I listen to the melodic concert of nature. My favorite musicians include the thousands of bees that are buzzing, the hummingbirds that are bustling, the birds that are singing, the frogs that are croaking, the water that's trickling, the owls hooting, the uh, crickets chirping, Let's see. Oh, the quail. Oh, I love the quail. I'm not real fond of the coyotes howls. Uh, they actually scare me because they just sound like babies crying and in pain. But I do really do in, like to listen to these sounds of nature. Now, sometimes the hawks or the turkey vultures will swoop really low and the sound of their flapping wings create this whoosh, 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 whoosh. It's like a really strong bass or like a helicopter. And there's been more times than once that I had to look up to see what was going on. And it turns out it was one of these big birds. But the orchestra changes by the minute as pollinators search for nectar that produces one out of three bites that we consume. Now, this week, I was sitting on my porch. I was putting on my boots and a hummingbird came to inspect the red mandevilla blooms right next to me. I mean, it, it, didn't, it paid no attention that I was there. I wish I'd had my camera. I just, I don't always have it on me, but it rapidly moved. It hovered literally about three inches from my nose. It stayed there for about 10 seconds. And it was totally a magical moment that I photographed in my mind. I, again, I wish I'd had a, my, I, my camera, but then again, I wouldn't have experienced it firsthand because I would have been looking through a lens instead of looking straight at it. So with much of the summer spent outdoors, um, I have had individuals tell me that they don't like to be in their gardens because of their fear of bee bites. Now, I want to set the record straight. Honeybees, bumblebees, and other native bees are passive as they busily forage. They are not interested in humans, and they're only going to sting to defend themselves. So with the thousands of bees that are serenaded in my landscape, the only times I've been stung is when I've tried to rescue a bee from a fountain or from a water feature, or if I have stepped on the clover barefoot, which I have done um, when I was trying to either um, exercise on the lawn or do a cartwheel or something, and I forgot that clover is one of these favorite things. Now, if you are allergic to bees, I'm not trying to say that you'll never get stung, because if you're allergic to bees, please, uh, you might need an updated epinephrine pen on hand at all times. But it's usually not the bees that are going to bother you. What it is is the yellow jackets. Like this weekend, for the first time since um, the pandemic hit in February, or I guess it was March of um, 2020 that we went into lockdown. But, but this is going to be the first time since February that I am going to go to a small event for a birthday for a friend. And 
it is going to be outdoors. We are, even though everyone is vaccinated, they're asking, they are going to actually provide masks and they're telling people to bring masks just in case you go indoors to use the toilet or something. But it was interesting because the organizer sent me an email and said, and we're going to keep the food inside the door because we don't want the bees. Well, the bees are not going to go around the food. It is the yellow jackets because yellow jackets are the meat eaters. And although these black and yellow carnivorous creatures are also pollinators, they are mostly attracted to meat, fish, sugary substances, garbage, and of course, barbecues and picnics. So unlike bees that sting once and then die, yellow jackets have the ability to sting us repeatedly. And if you have, quote unquote, bees landing on your plates as you're enjoying a meal outdoors, you have an invasion of yellow jackets, not bees. So just keep in mind that bees flock to flowers, yellow jackets flock to flesh. What you'll need to do is find the nest, and the nest is usually in a hollow hole in the ground that might have been a gopher hole, a snake hole, or something, or it could be in the hole of a trunk of a tree, but it's usually the ground, and you'll have to eradicate the pest that way. Now, if you live in an area that has vector control, it is a countywide free service that's paid through your taxes. Vector control will come to eradicate these pests because yellow jackets are not music to our ears and they can be dangerous. And the interesting thing about yellow jackets is when they sting you, and as I said, they can sting you multiple times, they have the ability, they emit this scent that actually calls more yellow jackets to them and they will chase you. And I actually got stung, was it last year? I was working in the garden and hit one of their nests that was underground. And um, the yellow jacket started stinging me. I think I got 12 or 13 stings, which can be very dangerous. So you have to watch it because you may have to go, you may have to go to the emergency room um, because and even if you're not allergic, you swell up, it's, it's painful. But these yellow jackets actually chased me until I was able to get into the house. And a couple of them even came right in with me. So you've got to be really, really careful. Now, the rest of, um, of these little singers in our orchestra, the butterflies, moss bees, and other musicians, <laughs> we can cue the conductors and buzz on. Uh, we can go into the garden and be looking, you know, be looking for them because they are not going to sting you. So here's kind of some refresher steps if you want to have pollinators in your garden is um, to build a house. And this is to keep the buzzing sustained. If you want to have this musical um, interlude in your garden, do some of these things. Build a house allowed for a small pile of leaves or branches to provide shelter. You want to provide a fresh water source, bird baths, fountains, ponds. You can even have a little small mud puddle for the butterflies. Now be careful of water though, because you don't want to attract mosquitoes. And mosquitoes, um, just like ticks, 
are some of the number one disease infectors of humans annually and cause a lot of deaths. So we have to be very careful about that. You don't want to use pesticides, insecticides, or chemicals that will kill the pollinators and offer a continual source of nectar and pollen by planting uh, plants like fennel, parsley, dill, lavender, anything that's tubular like those naked ladies, uh, colorful flowers, milkweed, and shrubs. And then you can attract a uh, diversity of buzzers to your garden with drifts of the same plant so that they can see and smell the buffet. Don't be afraid of the native bees, honeybees, or our other flying wing friends because they are not interested in harming you unless they are defending themselves. So let them just do their business. Now, what is uh, ripe right now in gardens here in California would be apples, tangerines, Asian pears are almost ripe, um, blackberries. They're all finding their ways to tarts and barbecues and sauces and salads and drinks. Zucchini is growing as fast as the pods and invaders of the body snatchers. Um, Wisteria is starting a second flush of purple. Of course, roses um, are perfuming the air. Herbs, parsley, basil, cilantro, fennel, sage, thyme, oregano, rosemary, tarragon, they're all flourishing. Hydrangeas are finally blooming. Uh, passion, um, passion vines are growing on fences and they have this beautiful intricate show-stopping blooms. So you can um, check that out. And some tips, just keep fruited plants evenly moist to avoid blossom end rot. And if you are going to order a garlic right now, you want that for a September delivery. So garlic, this is, you're gonna plant that in September and everything tastes better with garlic. So if you can't, um, if you don't plant just garlic that you get at the store, you may want to order some. You can dry your herbs and flowers during the summer to use for infusions into homemade cosmetics, shampoos, steams, and masks. If you have been growing peas, you can also eat the tendrils. They're really good stir-fried or even ripe. But uh, don't eat the leaves of rhubarb. That's poisonous. So you don't. you got to be careful there. Uh, pinch back any annuals so that you can have a fuller display this summer. And again, as I said about the mosquitoes, empty any vessel that's holding water, even a bottle cap, because uh, mosquitoes can, uh, larvae can breed in there. You can either change the water daily or you can get dunks, and that will be okay for the bees, but it won't let the mosquitoes turn into larvae. Deep soak trees like magnolia or redwoods, if you see them dropping their abundant leaves. And um, check your outdoor pots and containers daily for moisture level. Pots are drying out very quickly in this hot weather. And you could also eat the tops of your herbs as they flower and use them in your salads and sauces. And don't forget when you're barbecuing or grilling, skewer vegetables and fruits from your garden because those are so great. Just toss them in a bowl with some olive oil, lemon, and herbs, refrigerate them overnight, and then add them to the skewer. You can use peppers, melons, plums, apples, radishes, zucchini, tomatoes, mushrooms, everything. And you could add um, pea gravel to paths for easy walking or uh, that DG, the, the decomposed granite, and that will prevent mud runoffs in the winter. It's a good time to do it. And as far as those yellow jackets, 
hang yellow jacket traps only on the days that you're having a picnic or an outdoor event or barbecuing. If you have traps always engaged, what you're going to do is attract more yellow jackets. So you only want to use them when they're necessary. And in between, you should call vector control or try to find where there's those yellow jackets are coming from. Well, that is our show for today. Thank you so much for being great listeners and allowing me to be with you every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific right here on Voice America. This is the Empowerment Channel, and I'm always coming to your live. You can change your life, and you can make your dreams come true, and hopefully you can get lots of good information right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. But then always do your own research and come to your own conclusions. For more information about uh, Star Style Productions or myself, visit CynthiaBryan.com. For more information about Be The Star You Are charity, get to get involved or make a donation, visit BeTheStarYouAre.org. My aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate So see beyond your physical being, know you are already the star you dreamed of becoming, and cherish the past, dream of the future, and celebrate every moment of your life. So until next Wednesday, when we play again here in the Star Style Playground, remember that love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles will keep us happy. I am Cynthia Bryan for Star Style. I thank you and encourage you to be the star you are. Be your unapologetically authentic self. And I welcome a new baby girl today. Bravo and congratulations. Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. You are. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit StarStyleRadio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to BeTheStarYouAre.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan, every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are.